Welcome to the Crone's Porch, Magic, Witchcraft, and an Eliminal Approach to Magical Faith. This is your grandmother's podcast. Content warning for the use of colorful language, general curmudgeonry, and some confused opinions about Litha. These opinions are our own, which we are sharing with you as practitioners on a Crone's Path. On today's episode, we're continuing our journey around our the wheel. This is our second trip, and we're right back at Litha. Maybe we answer the question, what is a Litha? And maybe we still find a way to just have some midsummer fun. So join us on the Crone's Porch. Hi, Colin. Hi, Ian. How are you? I'm all right, thanks. Good. So, uh, sorry, listeners. Uh, this is very much later than we wanted it out. I think this is now what two weeks off of something like that. Oh, I think it's only a week and a half off of uh, Midsummer. But welcome to what the fuck's Alitha. We kind of figured it out, but we're gonna revisit it because, yeah, part two, yeah. Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> yeah. Um. So. Midsummer is neat. I have this. I finally found a practice for Midsummer that works for me culturally. Mm -hmm. um, and you have some cultural practices, but <laughs> I think the over the overarching theme is that Midsummer is just kind of chill. It's not a big production holiday. No, yeah, it's real chill. It doesn't like even the tradition that I found is real small like the tradition itself and just happens to coincide with what probably already would have happened of a, like a, a midsummery kind of festival. You know, the first harvest was successful. We definitely got to be able to eat again. Woo. Like probably would have partied anyway. And they just were like, maybe we should give thanks. Well, for us, maybe we should try to fuck <laughs> copulate. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um, <laughs> From what I understand, the Germanic litha is kind of in the same vein. <laughs> We're all full. It's time to fuck. Yeah. So for Slavs, it's Coppola. I'm, I always forget if it's a U or an O. I believe it's Coppola. It's Coppola's night. And the big traditions involve a river and wreaths. And all it is is some soulmate divination. Um, so there are lots of ways you can do it. Some people with their perceived soulmate float wreaths down the river and if they stay together or drift apart or even drift apart and come back together that's like a good future map for their relationship some people solo float wreaths down the river and if wreaths link up it's either you know a friend soulmate or relationship soulmate and then other people in an effort to prove their devotion or you know catch the eye of a fair maiden or what's the what's a gender neutral maiden is maiden gender neutral in my mind it is but um cool. youth <laughs> to catch the eye of a, a fair youth, a fair person, fair person, um, people would dive into the river and, you know, try to snag the person that they're eyeing as like, uh, I will fight destiny for you type thing. But that's kind of it. So it's a fucking holiday. <laughs> I mean, fair. So <laughs> the tradition for for my found the Gaelic one is pretty local to the Isle of Man. Um, and it has to, and it's special for me because my special connection to Mananan and it's Mananan's day. And in Manx folklore, it said that the Isle of Man is named after him and it's kind of his like kingdom. It's his 
pr particular place on this world in this world, specifically mm -hmm. the hill of Verul in southern in the southern Isle of Man. And so on this day, everyone would take the ties. Basically, everyone would offer reeds to Mananan at the hill of Verul, and the idea is that he would pr he protects the island for the entire year and the people on it. And so the only thing he asks in return are these reeds. And so it's kind of this supposed to be the sort of egalitarian, I think, representation of how much he cares for his people, because everyone can afford reeds to pay your tithes to Mananan. Like they grow everywhere. All you need is like 20 minutes. So I think that this, it was more about celebrating, yeah, the return of the sun, the protection given by Mananan. It probably had some deeper like cultural and ethnic significance because of like Mananan is the tutelary god of the Isle of Man. Um, nowadays, some people still do it in a sort of a more like ooh folklore kind of way, less in a religious kind of way. Um, but this was also a time when there was sort of a fair where the island, all the leaders of the island would come together and hold basically a parliament. And then they do like fair activities. So it's kind of the same thing that you're talking about with Coppola is everyone got together and had a fair and then said, you know what's good with fair? Ritual. Um, <laughs> Which so, is our favorite thing. Like our, our favorite holidays usually are, they probably would happen without a religious lens on it because they just coincide with either surviving winter, preparing to suffer through winter, uh, you know, first milk. They coincide with these like very natural things and probably would have a celebration with them anyway. But at the time when, you know, a sense of the world and a sense of uh, what is going on mechanically is limited it's like a they added a, a cultural lens to it to give thanks to something they perceived as giving them those things or providing those things or keeping those things around um so they probably would happen no matter what and that's my favorite because they're low bar <laughs> and it, and in these two cases i think midsummer seems to be at least in these two about the content the conti uh, continuity of the community mm -hmm. so in your case it's the idea that through people's relationships and copulation, or if you're not like, if you're not in a relationship where you can give birth, you can still like contribute to the community and the raising of young and all these things. So the com community is being continued. In the case of like the Isle of Man, through Mananan's protection, the community continues to survive. So like, I think this, the theme that I'm picking up on is continuity of community. Everyone's kind of like, oh shit, we made it through winter. And it's finally not looking like, we're, we're not starving anymore. <laughs> like, uh -huh. we did it. We made it. Yeah, and I, I think we may have touched on this last year. If you haven't listened to our first go around the wheel, you should go back and listen to those episodes because they are a time of us stumbling through formats and learning. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I think one of my favorite things about Midsummer specifically, even though really still don't celebrate it, finding these things is cool, mm -hmm. but I don't have a river nor like a big Slavic community to just like do stuff with. Um, I still like that Midsummer feels like a, a sigh of relief. And again, being on an educator's calendar, like May to June, especially June is like the full sigh of relief. All the lingering students are gone. You know, my partner's a, a K through 12 educator. So this is like the end of their students. It's like real summer vacation is happening. So it's a huge sigh of relief. Like, okay. Just get to do stuff. Don't have to think about functionality and productivity. It's summer. <laughs> yeah. <Beach. laughs> Absolutely. Party. Yeah. No, and for me, it's 
it's also, I think, the time when the weather finally decides what it wants to be doing. And so <laughs> it, there is a sort of environmental happiness. I think whatever sort of seasonal effectiveness is held over, midsummer is the point at which it's like, it is gone. The environment is at full burn away depression mode. Um, and I, that's really, really good. But it's also when people start coming out to do more things. Like, yeah. like Arts I mean, festivals usually start around the Juneish time. Uh, you do a Ren Fair in I June? Ren, I'm a Ren Fair child. Yeah. So for me, that's like just sort of reveling in that sort of wacky, liminal, ahistoric, like just. I mean, it's more commercial now than it used to be, which is unfortunate, but like it's still pretty, pretty awesome. Like, I think, but also you, you were like a summer camp kid, weren't you? Yeah. So uh, midsummer brings up all the nostalgic feelings of going to summer camp. I usually went to summer camp more in July because, you know, June was still a little bit of the school year. But it was the beginnings of those, like, uh, excitement for summer camp because it was the next month and school's just about over. And, like, eh, I've got to do it. It's got to be good. Um, so midsummer always reminds me of that time, especially because it's, like, the end of summer. It's literally I probably on a calendar for most school districts, especially Northeast United States school districts. This is, like, it's usually around the weekend before the last week like it is either for high schoolers probably the start of exam week where like classes are over you're just going in to do your regents and you know finish up your last tests for elementary students it's those like field days probably that week and like teachers really don't teach anything anymore it's just like we have a few days left to to fix up uh, any last minute homework assignments and you do like you know eighth grade graduation and field days so it's just like uh the start of summer so it feels very nostalgic of getting ready to go off into the woods to like put your phone away and like unplug from all the world yeah i mean it's to me at least it feels like the energy, it really brings to me like the full shift in energy from one side of the year to the next. I mean, I know that it's, I think that's partly just geographic because like Samhain, Bialtana is like my cultural tradition, what side of summer and winter, but like in a geographic sense, this is, I think midsummer is really when it feels like summer is, summer energy is in to stay. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's midsummer in Yule is the right. flip right yeah so yule is the all right <laughs> full-on anxiety the sun has started to peak out again we made it through the worst but we're still gonna sit in our you know warmth and like wait it out we just have a little glimmer of hope and like midsummer is the all right fuck that waiting around we are going to go full-on pedal to the metal vroom no thoughts just experience <laughs> I mean, yeah, the way I kind of look at it is is those Samhain and Bialtana are kind of when you stick the head out the door and you're like, okay, all right, I'm ready. Let's work our way up to it. And then Midsummer and Yule is when, like, Yule is when it finally hits you that, like, oh, no, it's winter. Um, <laughs> yeah, like, winter. Okay. It is, it's, it's winter. And Midsummer is, okay, it's summer now. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. But also, I mean, I also, I'm also excited because it means that, um, Lunasa is around the corner. I know we use it. I feel so bad. Sorry, it's midsummer. We use you as a stepping stone to prepare for the games. Yeah. <laughs> I, 
it's just, I don't know. I, I think what I'm feeling at least for this midsummer is like a sense of anticipation because in my life I am in a state of like pure, almost pure liminality. Like I'm like, I'm, I am bowstring all the way back, just ready to go for everything. So it's just kind of like, a, like, all right, can I go now? Please, please, please. I'm ready. Let's do this. Yeah. And that's interesting because uh, I think any high holiday is a good time to do either a springboard or like set the, the intention, you know, start to pull the arrow back for the, to do it for the next high holiday. I think any high holiday is a good time to do that because they're very good, like, time markers if you're a person who likes to yeah. do uh uh what's that skit i don't want to call it scheduled magic but like cycle cycle yeah. magic yeah if you're a person who likes cycles any holiday is a good one but midsummer particularly like i did it for ostara which was a good time to do it uh that was like a spring cleaning i was like clean out that stuff so i can jet propulsion myself to the next step of, of my life but midsummer also fits really nicely into that because it really is, a, again, a gas, a full pedal to the metal type holiday. So if you set some nice intentions before midsummer, you can really, you know, like lay it all on the gas and really get going kind of through this beginning of summer and really propulsion yourself. It's a good transition time if you're looking for uh, a new career, a new place to live, uh, moving across the country, starting a new career. You know, this is the summer before if you are, you know, changing careers, maybe going back for grad school, this is like the go, 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 do all the preparatory things, then go back to grad school. Like it's a, it's a good, midsummer is a good transition high holiday. I wouldn't necessarily recommend doing a big transition for Yule because you'll probably be an icy slow transition. You can do it. It's probably just going to creep a little bit, but midsummer is a very good pedal of metal. Make a transition. It's a no th <laughs> head empty impulsive make my change no time for regrets regrets are for winter <laughs> change yeah my holiday no regrets no regrets which is my favorite thing because i think midsummer is a good time for what i like to refer to as like active rest i think too much of the self-care conversation is always like napping or even when we talk about rest it's like sleeping and while those are really good things and taking breaks all that is really good things you there's a lot of active rest things you can do you know sure. going on a hike is taking a rest if that's uh, your thing it's a physical toll but it is a mental rest you can head empty walk through woods going to your favorite theme park where you're just literally brain is full of fun uh, you know, getting drunk on the beach, like all those things, which are very active summer high energy things are still forms of rest. And I think it, midsummer is a good time to remind yourself that rest doesn't always have to be sleep. It doesn't have to be, you don't have to like force yourself to sleep. And especially for folks who I don't find rest very well. People always tell me like, take a nap, you know, take a break and I can do it. But for short periods of time, my brain runs on coffee. My brain runs on I don't even know what sometimes. So doing active things like stimming and like playing video games and trying to get all the nervous energy out is a form of rest, even if it's not sleeping. Same. Mine is intense, pleasurable activity just because doing nothing makes my anxiety brain worse because that's all my brain wants to do. 
<laughs> yeah, so if summer is a good time to remind yourself to do rest. So this is a, while it doesn't feel like it, it's a restful holiday. It, it truly, it truly is. I, I personally find there are a few things more restful than like celebrating the summer holiday. Like Lunasa is always such a blast. Um, Midsummer can really be a blast. Bialtana is a blast. Samhain also is, but in a different way. And that's when you start changing the energy you go from like that to that but like yeah no i would say that this is like prime awesome <laughs> time and like this is also i think a time where if you want to like try some new crazy practices or just like throw shit out there this is the best time because everything's in such constant motion it's not it's kind of like um yeah, it's kind of like like a moving car. Like, just go. It's not going to be around that that long to bother you. Like, if it doesn't go well, it'll be behind you in a second. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Head empty. No regrets. No regrets. No regrets. <laughs> However, if you are getting drunk on the beach, bring a hey, stupid friend. That will keep you from being drunk in the water. Oh, yes. Always practice safety. Always uh, have a backup plan. <laughs> but head empty, no regrets. <laughs> head empty, cup full, no regrets. There you go. That's my summer motto for yeah, all you out listeners out there. Absolutely perfect. It's the perfect time to drink three espressos in the morning, even if your body hates you. Although if that really is bad for your body, maybe don't do that, but <laughs> just go for it. Six cups of coffee in the morning. Um, like, uh, oh, one of my, fa- like, cause this reminds me like the, the high energy rest. Like I think one of my favorite things about summer as a kid, which, you know, sad because capitalism destroys childhood, uh, <laughs> childhood dreams. <laughs> I just remember summers of like almost getting no sleep, probably for like, a week solid and still feeling like mm. the most relaxed and like that sleep at the end when you've done like you know summer vacation of so much activity you know wherever wherever your summer vacations might be if it's their family trips or whatever and like jam-packed days wake up to sundown doing stuff sleeping maybe three to four hours because you even stay up late uh with whatever party or outdoor night adventures and still feeling perfectly rested and then getting to that end of vacation and sleeping for like two days and feeling so well rested yeah absolutely i remember summer um days of various things and then bookended by like two hours of pokemon into the wee morning and not noticing Mm -hmm. the difference Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think as always, high holidays are a great time for divination. They're clear year markers. So if you want to look to the next high holiday or even a year from now, like what does midsummer to midsummer look like? Um, You know, high holidays are always good times for divination. Uh, I can't think of any other standard practices. Setting intentions are always good for high holidays. It's a clear time to time cycle. so all those things always apply on high holidays. Uh, any other Fire. things that you can think of? <laughs> I mean, well, like this is just, this is also me being Gaelic, but fire, because every high holiday is fire. I honestly think that's probably most culture. <laughs> I think fire is good at any time for any fire. person. So, I mean, fire, but then, you know, like this is, 
this is like I want to like the, this is of course we always are like challenge yourself in fun ways and this is the extra fun times so this is yeah this is the time this is the time to challenge yourself to not challenge yourself like, <laughs> that is that is for some people that's real easy they're like okay I'm not going to do anything I'm just going to throw shit at the wall some people are really good at it some people like myself are in a constant kind of state of guilt anxiety and self-doubt where the practice of not practicing is actually a challenging activity and I think this is a great time to try not trying. But there's also a good time to pair up because if that's not your thing, find an impulsive buddy for the summer who's willing yeah. to just be like, show up at your house at eight in the morning and be like, yeah, we're going on like a three hour road trip, get in the car. <laughs> I mean, ab- absolutely. <laughs> Sometimes it takes a partner. Um, and-, <laughs> and I think, and I think the thing this time also, since we're talking about these sort of either with substances, like you and I have noted that we are both of the heavy alcohol tradition of magic, but if that's not your thing, that's okay. But also this is a great time to lean into <laughs> altered altered states magic. Like, and that can be just like the state of like weird new euphoria you get from spending all day in the sun and running around. And then at night, as the sun goes down, you're sitting around the campfire, it hits your brain and your body and, you're both, and they're both exhausted and relaxed and it opens your brain to magic, or alcohol, or whatever other substances that you use, please be careful in your usage. Um, 5 a.m., way too tired, liminal, foggy brain is a great time to do magic, and summer is a good time for that. (laughs) It's amazing how powerful getting lost is, because often be getting, in my experience at least, like, getting lost, personally, emotionally lost in the woods, often I think opens the door to your internal geography, which mm-hmm. you might want to listen to that episode for a better idea of like what we're talking about. But like I love these you plugs. start wandering <laughs> you stop wandering through this world and you start wandering through mm-hmm. the spiritual one. And then you get to meet things on the way. And some things are your own internal shadowy things. Some things are cool things from outside, like the fair folk. Mm-hmm. Some things are gods. Some things are other people who have showed up. Yeah. I mean I've done in a similar way, I've done, uh, you know, it's like 3 a.m. and I'm on my, like, 12th hour of a video game and, <laughs> and fully just left my body. <laughs> Maybe didn't do anything with it because I was focused on the video game, but, you know, any of those altered headspaces, however you like to get into it. Yeah, summer's a great time for that. Again, no regrets. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Regretting absolutely. is for winter. Y- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is also just to continue on our, our like little stops along the way. This is the part in the in the young god cycle where I, I think this is just about this is just out this is the honeymoon phase. Cause I think the marriage is is the birth or marriage of Bialtana. Cause I thought Imbolc was the birth. Imbolc's a birth. Bialtana, I think, is the wedding. Right. This, so this is, is like the honeymoon. height this is the height of his power. Yeah. Honeymoon. Yeah. The yeah. he is in this his is, prime. This is, Youth, youth, and 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 impulsiveness, and love, and yeah, because this is Oak and Holly King. This is like height of Oak King's power. Holly King is one hundred percent completely dormant, uh, preparing for his return. So yeah, 
I feel like we should explore Oak King Holly King again because that was super interesting. That was fun. That's been fun to work with. Yeah, we did it for Yule. We've always done it in the winter cycle. I like Holly King. I was just going to say because we're both really like the Holly King. Because <laughs> he's chill. We're high so, energy. So it's a chill person. Great. <laughs> yeah, curb, <laughs> curbing the anxiety is great. Great. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but we should do something with uh, Oak King. Um, oh, there was this is. No, if you want no, another stay. thing, um, like uh, also investigate like your um, your like green man archetypes. So your pans, your Kernanos, your Valus, your yep. um, I guess kind of Lacy. Um, he is a forest demon, so <laughs> um, your Fleish, Lorelei, any of these sort of like growing green figures. Your your green mans, your Robin Hoods, etc. Yeah, Jack of the Green. Like, get into gardening. You know, put your hands literally into dirt and, and grow something. Uh, I mean, summer people do that all the time. You know, I, I think my mom grew, grew tomatoes almost every year uh, over summer. So, do some gardening. That's a good way to get mm. in touch too with nature mm -hmm. in a magical sense too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I would say the last thing that I would have is like in. I think this is a time where, like, it's a great time to indulge in, I mean, every time is a good time to indulge in food, because that is, like, <laughs> literally our religion. Um, but it, this, I think this is a good time to rake in the nostalgia uh -huh. and then add the spiritualness of self-awareness. So, like, for me, that's, like, finding what feels good, because there's so much nostalgia, and that's really great. But then there's, like, you know, all this baggage that comes with, like, the 4th of July and stuff. And so, like, throwing the self-awareness into the mix of nostalgia, I think, leads to, like, a really great, like, it's almost like a good spiritual fertilizer. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Uh, I'm thinking from a Chrome perspective, this is a good time to... It's going to sound weird, but a good time to spy on the normal people. You know, yeah. put on your... Your uh, average person disguise and go into public and see what all the the normies are up to. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. This is this is a time when you venture from your hovel. Um, but don't you know? Actually, that's that's a great point. Yeah, if we want to do the, I feel like maybe we should do another episode elucidating the crone cycle. So instead of the young god cycle, Ooh, the yeah, crone cycle. Fun. This is the point at which the crone has gathered up her herbs and is now venturing into the village to sell her wares and spy on the normies. Mm -hmm. Gather the intel, see what's going on, what problems she may fix, disrupt, and poke. <laughs> mm. Or just the general gossip that you can find. Oh, yes. Summer is a great lubricator for people just uh, telling you all about them. <laughs> so if you want to learn about people, summer is a great time. You just ask people. Two drinks in, and they'll tell you their entire life story. It's very true. It's very true. Um, but I think this is, if you want to connect with deities, this is a time to really lean into your your young gods, your um, youth yep. deities, your enthusiasm deities. Your no regrets. Your debauchery. <laughs> My love, my love, my deep love of trickster debauchery gods like mm -hmm. Dionysus, um, Velas, <laughs> throw Gadada, an indulgent party, Manan, yep. yeah, <laughs> no Loki. regrets. Theme of the summer, no regrets. 
<laughs> I would argue even if you're going with the Norse, like very specifically, this is like Vanaheim time. This is Vanir time. Oh yeah, this is yeah, this is one hundred percent Vanir time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> true. Well, so year two, did we learn what a litha is? No, but we did find some interesting alternatives. I love how we took the question of litha. We're like, no, put it to the side. Just answered our own question. Well, I think that's the crone journey. Is you <laughs> is a if we're talking like maiden mother crone, a maiden is blissfully unaware of the question. A mother is aware of the question and tries to answer it. A crone stops giving a shit. <laughs> a crone answers not the question asked, but the question she wants. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um. So this is uh, what our wheel of the year is off because we do what Ostara was the f start of the year. So yes. we're like almost halfway. We're getting uh, there. A year and a half ish. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so join us next time as we go back to Lunaza. We played video games last year, which like was great. Uh, made for a weird video episode. We need to work on the tech technicality of that, but uh, we'll probably do some game themed things. Maybe we can bring some people in. I feel like maybe we should either we could do some video games, or even because restrictions are lifting and whatnot, if we feel like up to it, we could even do like some board games or something. Yeah, maybe, maybe we can get some other people involved. Yeah. <laughs> Rub them into our <laughs> being yeah. guests on our podcast to talk about games and stuff. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, join us next time. You can find us on Instagram and, and Twitter at Crone's Porch. You can find us on Facebook, Crone Porch, the single crone. And you can email us, Crone's Porch at gmail.com with your burning questions would love to do a best advice podcast episode but that would involve people sending us emails so if you want an episode send us emails because we won't do that episode until we have a number of emails to actually answer it's very true and i will have the website up very soon all right cool any last last words all i got is no regrets head empty cup full um yeah um, may your cup runneth over and may your ambitions just sort of <laughs> because what because fate likes if you want to make fate laugh have a plan yep so uh, until but actually though may your may your good may may everything you want come to you because like that's what I need that energy right now yeah may your manifest it Manifest. <laughs> May all your cups overflow in the ways that they must, whether that is in pure joy, in growth, in success, in finances, in love. May your cup just overflow and you not know what to do with all the excess. No reverse. Head empties, cup full. Yep. <laughs> so until next time, I will say does Vadanya. And I will say Shlan. And we'll see you next time on the Crown's Porch. Woo! Uh.